And how many times have we all in our careers had the conversation, you know, amongst our peers, our pals, our coworkers and gone, I don't understand. We had a half a million dollars in savings. It was a no brainer and they didn't do anything. It's because you've left out all of the important stuff in the sale. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Oh, look, we got some crowd tonight. They want to hear a wrap up of High Stakes Advising 2021. This might be the biggest crowd we had a little while at the beginning of the show, Craig. I think people all right? hear what we had to say there. <laughs> Can you hear me good here? Is this mic on here? Yep, I hear you. Okay, good. Let me turn up the volume here. What a show. I'm not bragging, but that was a pretty good event, Craig. What'd you say? Yeah. Um, pretty sure that in anybody's career, that is the most value ever received. I think one guy said, I've been going to conferences for 28 years. I've never seen anything like this by far the best. Look, guys. So what happens when you talk to people who actually do this for a living? We told you we were going to do it big. We told you we we're going to let people down. You're coming to our event here. And let's see. I mean, $200,000 ticket speakers, Craig Lack. Lee Lewis, who runs a small association, you know, of employers, he had this other lack. I forget his name, but geez, I mean, what's he making? Ten million this year. Joe Manicotti was there. Joe Manicotti was the bomb. No, who else do we have? Shit, so many good people here. Yeah, and we had some panels. We had some good advisors. A lot of good talk here. If you're yeah. watching, you would air. Put something in the comments here. Show your name. Bill Small. Do you have a recording to sell? No, we are not selling a recording. You got to get your ass there if you want to see the value in the event, you know, not happening. No, no no cheap advice, as Craig would say. Yeah, I mean, I'm in recovery still from the event. It was three long days. We're on the boats. Mike Lutz, Mikey Boy was there. Glad you came out. John and Laura Mill, Mill Group. Yeah, it was a great time. So let's go into it. Let's cover some things. Share some love. Make some comments. Yeah, who do you want to talk about first, man? Paul Carroll said, best event I ever attended in Mr. Vegas. Paul, does that include every event you went to in Las Vegas, including <laughs> some of the action <laughs> they have out there? Let's see. We got Colton Winters coming. Every that went to event is ready. Absolutely. Brad McFarlane, Sean O'Connor, I love from Phoenix. Yeah, I mean, look, we tried to give you guys the best we had. Just so you know, we take all the ticket money, we take all the sponsor money plus our money, and we try to get the best speakers, put on the best event for you guys here. So we're glad you had fun. Let's cover for those that weren't there. We're not giving you inside info, right? But we'll cover some of the things because we'll give you a taste. You're watching the show here. Let's talk about Jordan Belford, Wolf of Wall Street. Very exciting for me. Those that don't know, I'll tell the quick story. It was failing year one, Wall Street. My employee inside the office was Wall Street, more than me. Sheen, shout out to him if he's listening. Said, you got to listen to this guy. He's got a company called Stratton Oakmont. Those were all looking at me day one, Craig. Like, oh, what is John wearing? <laughs> what are you wearing that shirt for? He's a t-shirt on. What's he doing? He's hosting. Stratton Oakmont, go online. It's Jordan Belford before the movie. Studies his stuff. Turned my whole career around. So it was an honor to have him there. Some people may have some negativity about him, but he, I think he always covers it in his event. John and, doubled uh, his sales. He went from zero to one. <laughs> Yeah, year one was pretty bad. I remember when I told him on the webinar and he just shakes his head. He's like, I just I hear these stories all the time. And it was having proper sales training. So let's talk about it for a second. It's proper sales training. 
some of the younger guys came up to me and said, you know, what should I be doing? What do you think? And, and I said, look, you've got partners that have product knowledge and solutions. You need to have, have you ever had real sales training? It's okay to learn from another guy and follow him and listen to what I mean. But you got to, one, develop your own style, listen to a couple styles, develop your own, but have a structure when you're newer and you're not in a, you know, the one thing the bigger companies do for salespeople, and you can agree, is, is they provide structure in sales typically, right? The bigger organizations bring the sales training in-house for them, like we kind of do the conference for independence. And so I said, get some sales training. Now, I am not going to pitch here, but I'm going to give you something that I think it's JB Online. Yeah, give me the business, man. Yeah, look. JB.online, wasn't it? Coupon code Virtue Health. We make zero money off of this, so you know. Coupon code Virtue Health. Program for straight line selling is $4,000 down, 70% off. I think it's, what's that, $1,200? Yeah, $1,200, $4,000 program. Changed my career around. We get zero money from it, so you know, zero. And if you buy it and you hate it, I'll buy it from you, okay? How's that for being confident in the program? Because I told everybody there, look, they're like, what's next? What do we do? It's like, he covered so much because they know the program. He covered exactly what I asked him to. I mean, he must have. I'm not going to say he practiced it, but he covered it perfectly. And it is for the first meeting, guys. That's the opening meeting. And some of the things he talked about is the three tens. Let's cover it for a second, a little bit. Pick up the book. I think it's The Way of the Wolf, the new one. Yeah. No, right? Yeah. I think I don't have it. We gave them all away. I think we ran out. I'll show you one. But the first couple of chapters that covered, if you're, you don't want to buy the program, I still think you're nuts because it's ongoing video training. The first four or five chapters is strictly Kate read it. Shout out to Kate for helping us with the event. He talks about this. I mean, it's pure gold. I don't know what your selling style is, but the psychology, right? What do we do, Craig? With these events, we don't want to teach product. We want to teach human behavioral psychology and selling. And he's figured it out. He's trained hundreds of people. And what he talked about was, is, you know, using tonality, looping the straight line and all the ideas he did. And he was a born closer and he was closing 50%. His other partner was closing 30 but then he had all these knuckleheads, you know, picked up off the street and they were closing at zero and he didn't understand how easy it was. And the first thing he said, they figured it out and they banged him head across the thing is injections and this and that. And he found out what it was. The first four seconds, and he said they studied, he said it's six. He's like, I'm close. First four seconds, you have to get across to the prospect three things. And I know them, right? Because <laughs> in my head, you're enthusiastic in hell. You're forced to be reckoned with. You're an expert, right? You're sharp as a tack, yeah. enthusiastic as hell, and not hey, 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 bottled enthusiasm. I like to call it being passionate, how I am with hands and stuff, especially when you're called. Sharp as a tack, enthusiastic hell, and a force to be reckoned with, meaning an expert. They couldn't get that across to the prospect in the first three seconds, and they're already shut off. You're a loser. You suck. I can hear it in your voice. Any of you guys right. doing cold calling or talking to people, stand up. I'm not standing today because I'm not using my system, and I still can do it because... That's just, I move my hands a lot in New York. Did we count the F-bombs? Was it 50 or? 37. 37. Only 37. Not bad. Can I curse here? Well, I didn't really curse that much. So I was proud of myself. But first four seconds, guys, on that call, whether it be a meeting, think of your Zooms. When you get on the call and it's your chance to speak, you got four seconds for them to determine and come up with their opinion of who you are. Are you legit or you're not? So think about, Craig talked about is the marketing, right? Before they even come, do they think you're an expert? They know you're an expert. What can you do? You can send a shock and all package. You can send them an email and info on you, or you know they're going to look you up. 
they got half a brain. And so when they look up your stuff, are you a force to be reckoned with? Are you an expert? I'm not going to bring my site up. Screw it. And so that was our first four seconds. Then the three tens, product, you, and your company. So what he said was, is look, you've got to get them to three tens, right? He's talking about tipping the scale. Yeah, his straight line was zero on one end and 10 on the other. And when you yeah, show like, up, you show up, depending on where you referred, is it a cold call? You know, you're going to be somewhere along that scale. And so as you're making your conversation, your presentation, your pitch, you're constantly moving along that line. And if they, you know, if they stumble or you stumble and you go back, then you got to, he calls it a loop, you know, and then there's a progression to get you back. And the ultimate idea is, you know, you get the people to the 10. Yeah, the goal is, is, is why don't they buy, right? First of all, Buyers buy on emotion, not logic. They buy with emotion, they justify on logic. And as advisors, we always go in with numbers and numbers and the savings, and we're not hitting the side that people buy with. And we go, I don't understand. I was going to save a million dollars. And I'll get you're justifying it. You're selling on logic and you're not finding emotion. That's why we always say find the pain, push on the pain, sell around the pain. How many dozens of times have I said, don't sound like everybody else? So we can save you 20 to 30%, right? Because that's the logic side. And how many times have we all in our careers had the conversation, you know, amongst our peers, our pals, our coworkers, and gone, I don't understand. We had a half a million dollars in savings. It was a no-brainer and they didn't do anything. It's because you left out all of the important stuff in the sale. And then he goes, you know, that's the three tens, right? So what happens is, is, you know, he talked about it was, I got to get them to a three tens. I got to get them to a 10 from a scale to one to 10 on me. That they're comfortable and they trust me. Comfortable and trust my product. They love my product. They're excited. And my company, right? Because, you know, he said, look, they may love my product, but hate not like me, right? What was the example he used? You know, like Apple. I forget what the other example he used, but it was pretty good. But the goal is, guys, is, right? So you're selling a product. You're transitioning me to self-funding. You got to get into a 10. I always say use a national network year one. To get credibility and get more comfortable. You, you have to be the expert. If you're competing against the big box chain store, well, they have the brand and the company. And so you have to bring the same more and get them there as to why they should do business on those three levels. And if any of them are not at a 10 or close to a 10, you're not going to make the sale because you missed something there. It's not just the product and the savings. The other thing he talked about was, you know, preconceived notions, which I think is great. It's like, where are they on the scale of one to 10? They had a one, they had a 10. Everybody raised a hand. I don't know. He's like, you don't know. That's the problem. No, he, said, he asked everybody and people were like, three, five, six. He's like, no, you don't know. Yeah, no you idea. don't know. It's a trick question because we don't know where they're going to be. And if he knew how they viewed brokers and you come in as a broker, well, they already know. They already had a preconceived notion about who we are and what we're going to come in and talk about. And so it's going to be low looping. So you got to, you know, if you can't get him a 10, the end, you got to loop back and Again, first four seconds, tonality, three tens. Yeah, let's go on to the next one. What we got yeah. next? My man, Oren. I'm going to go pop my hair down a little bit, but go ahead. Oren Clef, you jumping into the superstar already? Well, you tell me, man. Do it. Go. Oren Clef, the palm, my personal coach, multiple times in four years. You know, best-selling author, pitch anything. Great book. Both of his books are fantastic. But, you know. He talked about, man, all sorts of things. I see one of the notes here. Oh, the crocodile brain. Yeah. Yeah. Years ago, I think it was 11 years ago, he paid for this study to be done by human behavioral scientists. And so they gave him this whole philosophy of how everything moves the old ancient crocodile brain up to the midbrain into the 
uh, cerebellum, uh, you know, whatever it was, right? And so you got to attract people the right way. And he had this great example. I loved the slide, right? So he, he starts to slide out with a woman laying in bed, and that's all you see. The rest of the screen's blank. And then he moves it over, and then it's a woman laying in bed next to a guy. And it's like, okay, you know, maybe they're married, maybe they're dating. And then he moves it over a little more, and you can see that they're laying on the bed. And then there's a little like a wall and there's somebody coming into the room, another man. And it's like, Ooh, the drama's building, right? The tension's building. We don't know what's going to happen. Holy crap. Intrigue. The intrigue. He's building the intrigue. He's building the intrigue. And then he moves it over a little more. And you see on the wall next to where the guy is walking into the room, swords spears knives and you're going oh man this is not going to end well and he's like this is my story on how you build a presentation i love that yeah so what he's saying is there's a setup an intrigue and then a reveal most people come to the reveal and you know hey here's the end of it here's what i'm showing right i've got an hsa for you you know depending on where you are and what meeting it is now orange talking about to He's raising money. And I think in meeting two of lot applies to meeting two in the presentation and the real reveal of that. But, you know, it's a good way to understand of how to intrigue the buyer a little bit more, depending on where they are in the buying process. Right. Everybody's in different buying processes and stuff. But, you know, let's just look at this from a core of the old way. Ice cold prospects. We're dealing We're cold, cold. We're going in. It's the toughest way to go in. And that's what most of us build our block on and are used to. Everything else is shit a lot easier. But. Yeah, Jordan, remember Jordan? He was like, it's not an interrogation. How many employees do you have? You know, how many are on the medical? What kind of medical plan do you have? You know, he's like, you know, you can't do that. And Oren's whole philosophy is, look, it's like the old saying, you know, premature evaluation prevents conception. Think about that. So when you go in, you have the meeting and you want to show them how smart you are and you jump right to the reveal. It's the reason that eight or nine out of 10 meetings end up in no change because you didn't set up any tension. You didn't set up any intrigue. Pain. You didn't take no pain, pain no emotion from the buyer to so share. Like with. The setup is, is, you know, when I have it in some of my decks, I've got four or five different decks and I'm always changing. I'm always working on ours. Like the change, like big COVID ball comes in. Our world has now changed. Everything we do is different, right? What are the effects of it? We've got, you know, massive super utilizers, the pharmacy side, the vertical integration of, the market consolidation of everybody owning everybody, okay? All of that stuff is now the biggest threat to you as an employer. And so you've got to have some change that like you talk about. You know, I got this boring company. How the fuck am I going to talk about? The world is changing. Well, COVID gave us the best opportunity to create massive disruption and urgency and change, kind of like the Affordable Care Act did. And, you know, talk about that, figure out whatever that is. And and then he talks about the threat. And I like to show, you know, BlackBerry, Blockbuster, Sears. What happened to all these guys, major players? They didn't change. They made no change. The wave was coming. They saw it coming and they said, nope, we're not going to change. We're Sears. We're BlackBerry. We own the market. Nothing's going to change. And now where are they? They're gone. And so you're creating us, you know, the setup, the intrigue, the pain. If you don't make a change, here's what could happen. And then reveal, we have the solution. We've done it a thousand times. Read pitch anything. It's phenomenal. Just saw somebody wrote here, just picked up straight line today. If you're commenting from Facebook, I can't see your name unless you grant access. So freaking Facebook won't let us see anybody. So put who it is when you write in the comment there. Yeah. 
Shout out to you for being smart. Top tier winter is coming. Read some more of the comments. Great meeting loaded for beer. Colton over there. Colton Skip. Great time. Paul Carroll. See Bill Hughes. I know he was in the live stream. There we go. Cock it out brain. Great fucking job, guys. Yeah, a little F-bombs in there. There we go. Neediest kills deals. Let's talk about it. Don't be a needy broker. Craig, that's your topic. Yeah, I love that one, right? I mean, it's just the way I could do an hour on that, right? Well, you know, this has been a really interesting conversation. I'm going to need some testimonials. Can you send me a deck and then we'll review it and we'll get back to you. Oh, gee, it was great. It was really, really interesting. I mean, that's probably the most interesting conversation I've had. Can you go fetch me that blue rock? And then you go do it and you do, yes, look, look, we got you what you need, you know, because we're a service oriented. The client's always right. Okay, can you go get me a red rock now? Right. And all of these various things that prospects do oh, no, to not delay. Blue, not a blue rock. I need a red rock. That's go get it. me a red rock. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just so willing to jump through hoops and do whatever they say because you don't realize they're better salespeople than you are. Thank you. They don't hey, even know it. You know, beginning the meeting. Hey, you know, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming to this meeting and giving us an opportunity. And we all do that. Until I heard Craig telling me not to do that, I always did that. You just got to reframe how you open into the conversation, the show framing, right? Whoever's the strongest frame is going to be the authority and run the meeting. When you got a strong personality and he comes in, you've got to win over that person or they're not going to listen to you, right? Talk about the crocodile part of the brain. Once your brain hears something that it thinks it heard before, it automatically shuts down and stops utilizing its power, right? It's I don't need to think to about it. The brain automatically is wired to create a shortcut based on your past experience, right? The croc brain's the breast, right? So the croc brain, brain comes from ancient history, right? So when, you know, caveman, hunter, right? And so caveman back in the day, croc brain says, do I kill it? Do I eat it? Or do I screw it? And it was that simple. And that's an interesting way to have to frame. <laughs> yeah. You got to show your authority. He's like, what was the one he lined? He's like, what do you do to those big executives? Oh, he had so, so many great like, stories. Thanks for showing up to the 1004 meeting. Oh, you're here for the 1004 meeting? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, instant, you know, oh, I apologize. And so now you have the power and, you know, they don't. Yeah. He talks about status. You have to be here, you know, from a status level. I mean, a position of power. It's like even us at the event, we're on stage, you're in the audience. Even if you knew more than us, we still have the status, right? And you want to put yourself in a position of status on that call out the gate and let them know who's boss. And look, sometimes you got to be a dick a little bit because if not, you're what? What do you always say, Craig? A supplicant. You're a supplicant. If you don't even have to frame it that way, John, I would just say at a minimum, you have to speak to them as a peer, not an insurance broker. That's almost never a peer, especially as you're never a peer if they don't know you. Okay. So- that's your minimum expectation is you got to be able to speak to them as a peer and hopefully create superior positioning. I think we're giving them too much. We shouldn't be that, giving them too much. That's that was really good. That's Joe Manicotti, man. I love Joe Manicotti. We're going to go nameless there because they weren't there. So it's tough. You know, how to manage a know, $16 million book. Well, that be, would that be useful? Yeah. So lots of good stuff. I loved his story on alignment and how he uses that to introduce conversations. I thought that was great. How to compete against big box, what they do, how they pitch. Yeah. $3,000 is not worth that, Craig. It's too expensive. You can't afford it. Yeah, exactly. So I'm glad you weren't there if you didn't. <laughs> Got to decide what business you want to be in, right? You kind of talked about the diminishing utility of having 80 employees versus 50. You know, there's just 
so much more stuff to do and do you make more money really you know you got to figure out who you are you want to be lean and mean less stressed less employees make a lot of money relative to what you're doing or you know i know a guy that makes a little bit more money than me and he's got 15 times more employees than me and i'm thinking well geez you're at wait how much in ebitda and you have that many employees don't want to go there or figure out a new way to automate delegate and outsource it because i'm not dealing with that you know, so decide what your life wants to be. Decide what you want to be. I enjoy working from anywhere. Now, I enjoy traveling. When I was just doing retail just in New Jersey, it was difficult to leave Jersey. But now with Zoom and COVID, it's created a new environment, new world. And, you know, I call ourselves a virtual agency now and I can function wherever. So decide the life that you're going to live and take advantage of the opportunity. You know, I've had already companies sent out and say, we've gone 100% virtual. Now a virtual agency, we're tech, blah, 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 blah. Take advantage of it. You can have a different life now. You don't have to be in that expensive state. I'm going back in two, three weeks here to do a couple bigger clients, and then I'm probably going to go somewhere else. I don't know. So yeah. really interesting to hear his side of managing that book. Yeah, it was great inside baseball there because, you know, guys, you don't get exposure to that, but I do. And so I'm able to lean on my relationships to say, hey, you mind sharing with the group? It's really cool. So our next speaker was a chief strategy officer of a little association that Members spend $27 billion on healthcare in the United States. And so he had some really insightful comments and he was pretty funny. He says, well, they made me an offer that my wife couldn't refuse. Oh, that was a great line. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, at least there. I know who Lee is and I know, you know, Craig's relationship with him. He's sitting at the table and at lunch. Shout out to Lee Lewis if he's watching. We're going to have it on a podcast. I was like, Lee, tell him where you're on. He's part of this organization of employers. Like what the? You're the chief strategy officer of the Health Transformation Alliance, the largest association in the country. You know what is it, fifty billion dollars in medical spend? You know I don't even remember this ridiculous numbers. Just make them up. They're that big. And so then he gets up and he just blows everybody's mind on. I mean, those marketing ideas were just brilliant. His mentor, right, sharp yeah. guy, smart guy, had a mentor, found the right people, was getting into groups in Dallas that you know, had Aon or whoever for 10 plus years and everybody's agency said, no, 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 you can't get this untouchable group. You'll Impossible. never get a meeting there. Impossible. Impossible to get in there. Getting into meetings, pulling the Trojan horse out on their ideas and then flipping it and saying, here's your statement of work. And I mean. Yeah, started as a total virgin, right? Came into the business with one of the national houses, had no clients whatsoever, no staff, and only marketed to the Fortune 2000. And crushed it by his, the end of his third year, fourth year, he was number two in the globe for the company. So yeah, super talented. He had a couple of interesting points about being a giver versus a taker, which really, of course, spoke to me. I didn't know he was going to do that. My philosophy on business for years, because I read it from one of my mentors was make deposits before you ask for withdrawals. And, you know, some brokers out there, all they'd ever do is take, they never give. And Lee really spoke to that really well about how when you do that, it's going to come around because that's not how life works. Yeah, it works really well when you give. Takers and the givers and take it. What was the one in the middle? The can't remember. There are three. And just talks about how the takers take and the givers give and what it gets to in time. And obviously, this is what the show is about. Shout out to Paul Pruitt. Sharks, our sponsor, Sharks, Intrust, ECU, TPAC. Who else am I missing? Southern Scripts. Thank you all you guys, because guys, listen. More health. More health. Catalyzed Catalyze health. health. Oh, virtue health. We're always last, right? Oh, yeah. Hey, you know, 
they helped contribute to have you guys come to the event because listen, that fucking event was expensive. We made we make zero money. We're giving here, right? And so we're giving, giving, giving to eventually get a withdrawal later. That's how we run our events. And you talked about that. What you guys have to understand is everybody comes here with your hand out, right? You know, I hate to say it. Some of the brokers listen, they take, they take, they listen to the podcast right now, no reciprocate. Okay, that's fine. But when you're trying to do this now with employers, what he's saying is, is you've got, he went around and had to figure out how do I just give, give, give to everybody in my organization, everybody around me, everything. And so I can be the person, what was the line he was using? Being the person of, People will gossip nicely about. <laughs> yeah, gossip nicely about me. I forget exactly the term he used. It was great. The three words were givers, takers, and matchers. Okay, there you go. Yeah. And he said, you know, look, I was there. They were paying me a lot of money. I had, I had to get shit done. I had to close business. And so the guy's brilliant. He got creative. I mean, he wrote cases with, you know, he got into four or five Fortune 100 companies. Uh, he had half the Fortune 100 companies that Gallagher had in their whole company, his mentor. I'm not going to give you that strategy idea because it was just brilliant and you got to pay for that. Conference hacking, another beautiful strategy. Not going to give you the specifics of it. Absolutely brilliant idea. John Clay tried to do it after. and But yeah, I mean, what good stuff he had. I was blown away. I got to take some notes in the back, even running the show because he was good. It just kept getting better and better and better. So we're obviously really excited about that. What else, Craig? What I miss? Who Who's that kid? Talk? Who's that kid that was on the, the stage, huh? Who's that? Oh, Mark Black Jr. Yeah, yeah Mark Black Mark fills Black. in. We lose two speakers last minute. Nothing. We get Oren Clef. We get Mark Black. For those that don't know him, yeah, he comes on twenty-four hour notice. We don't give him any topic. He's there. Craig gives him a topic. He's like, Dad, what do you want me to talk about? I'm like, well, out of the hundred things you could talk about for four hours, which one do you think? I said, here's what our audience is comprised of. He goes, oh, I got it. Let me do the price of ignorance. Oh, my God. That was brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah. And just comes out, blows it out, gives marketing ideas and strategies that, again, if people take advantage of them, they work. But they're long-term play, they're marketing their money. Like we always say, this is the funnel. You're listening to the top of our funnel. Ray Cobra says, I took 50 pages of notes and I don't take notes. Shout out to Ray Cobra, always coming to the events. Good to see an East Coaster. Shout out to Ray for picking a good bottle of wine for dinner. That was good. There you go. Yeah, I mean, guys, if you're going to do it, look, Ray Cobra stepped in and said, I'm going to solicit Syra. And he invested, I think he told me he invested six figures and lots of time, just that's just the money, then the time and effort to continuously do it and do it and do it. He's all in. He knows it's going to take time. I think they got maybe one or two over the board recently, and it's going to take time. And so those ideas, we gave you disclosure on the fact of like, don't do these things unless you're 100% in and willing to spend the money. Gary Bender couldn't make it talking about the CFO groups and stuff like that. And some of the ideas we were going to come up with for the groups, but Again, time, money, and investment. And if you're doing benefits and you're trying to recruit or you're trying to talk to employers, you know, word of advice is nobody wants to listen to a podcast on insurance. Your prospects don't want to hear from insurance brokers or vendors or people on it. That's not what they want to hear about. They want to hear from their peers talking about those people that they're using. And so if you want to do the Trojan horse, you've got to use the leader doing it. We have the fortunate advantage, the competitive advantage of being advisors, being peers. That's why you guys listen to us because they're real life experiences. But if you're going to create something, your prospect is a CFO. Well, guess what? He doesn't want to listen to John Sprocko and Craig Lack because maybe they're known in the industry and hear them talk about insurance. They don't give a shit. 
They want to hear, what does the top CFOs in my industry do? I want to be like the other people in my industry that are better than me. So you've got to go out and go, okay, great. They're a CFO in the manufacturing industry. Who's the top CFOs in the country? Who's the top in manufacturing? Who can deliver value to my clients or my key targets, right? And then what am I going to do? I'm going to facilitate. Maybe I shouldn't give them the ideas, right, Craig? What do you think? No, no. no hey. So you know, that's enough to hear. This is just but, a tease. This is just but, a tease. Yeah, it's a little right? tease, but yeah, just a little insight. It's not what you know. About healthcare and nobody wants to hear vendors and, you know. Yeah. I mean, no. Yeah. That's it. And who was that tall dork that was talking? Who's that? You? Yeah, I think that was yeah, me. You covered a little bit about where was it? Was up. What was that little uh, that seventy-eight million dollar agency EB guy said? Hey, the four guys, the four young bucks that I brought with me, I just told them that that presentation is exactly what they should do. And so I would summarize the whole thing because you know me, I'm good at making complex things simple. So very simply, if you want your talk, your introduction, your presentation to a prospect to sound as different as you claim to be, then that was a pretty good one. And that was yeah. really it. You know, you claim to be, oh, we're different. You know, <laughs> okay. You got to have a message that sounds different and that can be provocative, create tension, build intrigue before you ever get to the reveal. And that's exactly what I did, even unconsciously, right? From being with Oren. I didn't really realize, but I could have explained that whole thing using Oren's language if I wanted to. Sometimes Craig gets on a call and I'm sitting there waiting for the punchline to tell him what the program is and it doesn't even tell him and sets up the second meeting, <laughs> doesn't even tell him what the program is. But he's created, set it up with so much intrigue that they want the second meeting without a reveal, which is a lot of practice. Somebody says, here, you got to put your name next to it so I can see. No, Now, who you know, but who knows you? So, right, he said, everybody's been told, you know, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Well, they forgot the key component is who knows you. Somebody in the audience said they had a great product, but nobody knows about it. Exactly. How did I fill up the room during COVID? I mean, that was a lot of work, but that's because we get in front of a lot of people. A lot of people know us because we've been putting out consistent content, helping people for three plus years. You know how many people have come up to us over the last couple of years going, or they send us a random email. That's usually what it is, isn't it, John? You go, I just want you guys to know. I've listened to your podcast. You know, I think it's really good. I think it's great. And I did this. I tried that. I said this. It worked. I made money. Thank you so much. And that's nice to hear, right? Because we're doing this on the come. We make deposits knowing that for the kind of people that we know and like and want to do business with, they will reciprocate. For those who don't, eventually we'll tell you, you're dead to us. All you've done is take, 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 lose my number. I have no problem telling you that. Because, you know, a rational, fair, reasonable person says, I've got to find a reason to do business with this guy, these guys. You know, I don't put all my business with one this, one that. You know, we sprinkle it around. And, you know, over time, if we haven't earned the right, then that's okay. Do your thing, but go away. Fetch a rock. Yeah, go get me a green rock. <laughs> and then Paul Seeger closed out with uh, some of the things he's doing, his scripts, his emails where he gets the data, how he vets the data, how he rips through and makes the data better, how many calls it takes, what they're tracking, all the sequences, how many emails, it's seven or 12 or something like that. And, you know, look, if you're prospecting, winter's coming. Winter's here for us already. It's busy as shit. Guys, people are going to be making changes. Go out there, get after it. You guys are all listening, not just for entertainment, but to win business. If you're winning business, if you get anything, we want to hear the stories. We like to hear the stories. Some people came up to me and said, hey, just want to tell you this, this, and this. Tell me as soon as it happens. We want to hear it. We need stuff to talk about. You yeah. Know? 
Yeah, who was it? Ray Cobert. Jordan Belfort sells out stadiums. Anyone who think they didn't get their money's worth is missing. Yeah. Ray Cobert's like two feet from Jordan Belfort yelling in his face. Right. F that. Yeah. The doctor's sticking. There's right. nobody he's there. Like, he's like, people want to deal with the expert. They got value. He's like, people want to deal with the expert. You're a guy. You let a man stick a finger up your butt because he's got the plaque on the wall, right? He does it because he's got the plaque on the wall. But if I go in a room and they say, turn around, I'm going to stick a finger up your butt. Whoa, where's your license? Show me your license. <laughs> That's the level of expertise that people give when you're an expert, right? That's a level of uh, authority or whatever you want to call it, that they literally let you stick their finger up your butt because they have a plaque on the wall. And so what he's trying to get across is that you need to have that with your prospect. Show them you're the expert because that was good. I think I got that clip on video. I know we got it somewhere because we got live stream. We got Kyle. We got this. We got that. If you guys have any pictures, video clips, anything, send them to me. We want to see them. We'd like to utilize them. If you don't want them shared, let us know. But we still would like to see them. That being said, closing out. Great event. Go after it in the fourth quarter. What does it say? Byron Heat, Byron Control, Looky Lou, Mistake. Yeah. Those are four different types of buyers. Go out, get after it. Final words, Craig. Yeah. Hey, it's here. It's going to be upon you. Your clients are going to be looking around. And remember, everybody from the PNC guy, all the EB people going after your cases, to the banker, the baker, the candlestick maker, uh, the payroll company, they're all coming after your groups. So be prepared. I'm ready to see the one ones. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in. As always, enjoy the call. See you next week. Will we see you next week? I think we will. See you next week. Same place, same time. 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Heads up advisor. See you soon, guys. Later. Later.